herbs. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Another day, another illegal and unconstitutional executive order or series of orders by Obama. And this one came complete with tears. Uh, You know, he, he cries over gun control, over gun violence in this country. Yet he ignored basically the terrorist attacks in Paris, both of them. Uh, that occurred, the Charlie Hebdo massacre, and the uh, most recent attacks. He didn't cry over the victims of a terrorist attack in Chattanooga, where American Marines and a sailor were killed. He's never never shed a tear for the people that are being dying in Afghanistan, including an American soldier yesterday. And you know, has his administration continued to deny that we have Americans in combat? The guy is in, he's not in denial, he's a liar. And he's more interested in his legacy than anything else. And one of the things for his legacy is to impose more gun control on this country. And another thing in his legacy is to release more terrorists from Gitmo. He's got 12 more he's about to release right now. And almost all of them are expected to go back into terrorist activities and attacking Americans around the world, including here in our own country. He didn't shed any tears over that. These were crocodile tears. These were to push his message and make his gun control effort sound like something that's reasonable and that these horrible people in the NRA, and I am an NRA member, by the way, and it was a referral attorney for the NRA for a number of years, and I was a founder of the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms and served on their board for 30 years. And I was helped found the Second Amendment Foundation. So I have a long history of supporting the Second Amendment in this country. And, you know, he's going to blame everything on these horrible people like the NRA and the Citizens Committee and anybody out there who opposes gun control. But what has he actually proposed? Well, what's being talked about most is the idea of closing the loopholes, the so-called loopholes, in gun shows. And the philosophy there is that, well, if you buy a firearm through a registered firearms dealer, you have to get the background check done. You have to fill out the form, and the FBI is sent to the FBI by the gun dealer, and the FBI will then decide whether or not you can legally purchase a firearm. According to federal law, that application is then supposed to be destroyed within 72 hours by both the gun dealer and the FBI. There's not supposed to be any record kept of that. But I can guarantee you that based on the findings that we've made in the United States Justice Foundation and our investigation into what's happening to veterans, that they are not destroying those records, that they have not destroyed any records since Obama took office, that they are using those applications to register firearms, essentially so they know who has firearms and where. Now, by closing the so-called loophole, they want to get more people's names on that list. <clears throat> and that list is not going to just be used 
by a federal government. That list is going to go to the United Nations. As part of the United Nations Small Arms Treaty, which Obama signed, and admits it's a treaty, but refuses to submit it to the United States Senate for ratification by two-thirds of the members of the Senate, as is required by law. Instead of doing that, Obama is saying, and his people are saying, well, the Constitution doesn't really mean what it says. What it really means is that Obama can go ahead and enforce the treaty, and if the Senate wants to stop him from doing that, they have to vote by two-thirds majority to block the treaty. That's exactly the opposite of what the Constitution says, but we all know how Obama feels about the Constitution. So he's going forward with the Small Arms Treaty, which requires, and Obama and Kerry both denied this just before they signed the treaty. I had read the treaty, the original treaty, and the final version of the treaty, and it clearly requires that all the countries who signed that treaty turn over to the United Nations a list of all gun owners in their countries. This includes names and addresses. Well, in order to prepare such a list, Obama has to, to find out who all the gun owners are. We know he's keeping a record of people who buy firearms through a federal firearms dealer. But a lot of people buy their firearms at flea markets or at gun shows, not from a licensed dealer, but from somebody who may be selling from their own collection or somebody who has bought some firearms and have more than they need and are trying to get rid of some. They want the names of those people, too. They want to declare them firearms dealers. And they're going to the point where they want to declare me a federal firearms dealer if I give a firearm to one of my sons for Christmas or birthday or whatever, if I give more than one firearm to my sons over the course of my lifetime, I guess, it's just the whole thing is very unclear. Okay, everything is left to interpretation by the Obama administration. They can say whatever they want about how this is going to be applied. But as I read it, if I give out presents to two of my sons, say, at Christmas, give them firearms, then I am supposed to take them to the nearest federal firearms dealer and have them fill out the forms, and those forms be sent to the FBI so the FBI can determine whether or not the sales are legal. <clears throat> this is what this is all about. It's getting the names of people who own firearms in this country. We're already getting the intrusive questions from our doctors. Pediatricians are asking children if their parents own firearms. Everything is being done to find out who owns firearms in this country and where we're keeping them. I know that this breaks my heart because there are young veterans out there, military veterans, who may have been wounded in Afghanistan or Iraq or and may need medical treatment and be entitled to medical treatment. They may be suffering from minor PTSD or they may have physical injuries. And they will not go to the VA to get the treatment they need for free. Number one, they don't trust the VA to even give them the treatment anymore. But number two, they know that if they go to the VA 
they're going to be asked, do you own a firearm? And this is true whether they go to the VA seeking medical treatment or just go to the VA to apply for benefits. We had a whistleblower inside the VA tell me two years ago that the order came directly from the White House back in 2009 for all VA facilities to start asking veterans whether or not they own firearms and to report that to the federal government. I have been told by veterans who have gone to VA in Dallas, for example, that this is being done. It's being done on a regular basis. Virtually every time they go, the VA is asking that question. Now, it's being asked of people who are going on Medicare for the first time. They're going to new, a new doctor, for example, that takes Medicare, and the doctor, and this, this happened, somebody I know was very close to me, she went to the doctor, she was on Medicare for the first time, the doctor apologized, but had there, so there were a series of questions that he had to ask her that were required by the federal government, required by Medicare. One of those questions was, do you own a firearm? So this is intrusive, and it's now it's going to get more intrusive, because the thing that's being missed, and I've been watching for the last 24 hours, all of the reports on the news media, like on Fox News, and the interview with Republican presidential candidates, and the interview with people in Congress who are opposed, supposedly, to what Obama's doing here, and all of them are saying the same thing, that we do need to deal with the mental health issues out there, and that they hope what Obama's doing will help deal with the mental health issues. Well, let me tell you what Obama said and what's being done on the mental health front. Right now, the law is in place that once you have been adjudicated to be mentally ill to the point of being a danger to yourself or others, you can be put on the National Innocent Criminal Background Checklist under that category of being mentally defective, and you cannot purchase a firearm. But how are they really doing it? Well, there's no adjudication process out there anymore. I've reported on this show repeatedly that veterans are being declared to be incompetent to handle their own financial affairs for having minor PTSD, for having minor depression at some time in their lives, for letting their spouses pay the family bills, for having their bills even paid automatically through the bank. Okay, Michael, uh, hopefully uh, we'll tie a little tighter square knot in the uh, connection this time. Uh, yeah, Michael, uh, we'll try and tie a little uh, tighter knot in the connection this time. Uh, okay. You're back on. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry. Well, something took me off the, uh, the phone today, and uh, actually this has been happening off and on all day long. I don't know if it's the weather where I am is causing problems with the Verizon network, but I was lost several other calls earlier today, so... If you lose me again, I'll get back on as soon as I can. But anyway, I was talking about the mental illness aspects of the Obama proposal. And that proposal is to basically have the states start reporting to the federal government if they have medical records or any kind of records about somebody being mentally ill. Now, there's a question there about the HIPAA law 
which is supposed to protect our privacy for our medical records, that is going to be ignored. Obama's already ordered that ignored, and HHS has ordered it to be ignored. So they can report to the federal government if you've ever been had been depressed any time in your life, whether you were treated for it or not, your records are going to go. And I'll explain the implications of that after this break. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. So we're dealing with the so-called mental health aspects, which of the Obama proposals, not proposals, he's, he's already done it, he's used his executive power supposedly uh, to take executive actions or executive orders, depends on who you talk to as to which, what term they use. But the fact of the matter is that what he's done is unconstitutional. The Constitution of the United States, Article 2, the Constitution provides for the president to enforce the laws passed by Congress. It is now allowed the president to make up new laws to decide which ones to enforce and which ones not to enforce or to amend existing laws, all of which Obama is doing with his executive orders. Now, he has told, and he did this last year by executive order, he told HHS, Department of Health and Human Services, to ignore the HIPAA law and start reporting to the FBI anybody whose medical records indicated they had ever been depressed for any reason, <clears throat> the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if they've ever been treated for it. Their names had to be reported. 
to the FBI so they could be put on the next list. Then we know that over the past few years, veterans have been put on the list because they've been declared incompetent to handle their own affairs, as I said, because of minor PTSD, minor depression, letting their families, letting their spouses pay the family bills, or in the case of a veteran I'm representing right here in East Texas and several others around the country who have basically, and I've seen this in writing, been told you've been declared incompetent to handle your own financial affairs because you let the bank pay your bills automatically every month. I predicted over six months ago that the next step would be to expand this to Social Security beneficiaries. That has been done. It was reported by the Los Angeles Times several months ago that the feds were about to do it and had started doing it, and they were using the same criteria they were using on the veterans. And now Obama has solidified that in his executive orders by basically ordering the Social Security Administration to turn over confidential medical information to the federal government, other aspects of the federal government, to the FBI. They're going to start declaring Social Security recipients incompetent to handle their own financial affairs, and then their names are going to be put on the next list. Under the same category, the veterans are being put on. Having been adjudicated to be mentally incompetent to the point of being a danger to themselves or others. That word adjudication means that you should have a hearing in front of a judge or at least an administrative judge before you can be declared incompetent. None of that is happening. Eric Holder, when he was former attorney general, declared that anybody in the federal government, any bureaucrat, or even somebody who works as an independent contractor for the federal government, can declare any veteran at any time be mentally defective. And then they are put on the next list with that stigma on them, that they are mentally ill to the point of being a danger to themselves or others. No adjudication is required. Anybody in the federal government can do that to any veteran. Now... Obama's saying anybody in the federal government can do that to anyone who receives Social Security benefits. They're specifically going after, initially, the people with so-called third-party payees. So, in other words, if you get a Social Security check every month and you allow that your bills to be paid out of that check by, say, a son or a daughter or your spouse or the bank automatically, that's a third-party payee. That is the only criteria the government thinks it needs to declare you mentally ill to the point of being a danger to yourself or others and to deny you the Second Amendment rights to keep them better armed. Of course, in the process, they're also denying you your Fifth Amendment rights, the due process. They don't care. They want to disarm more and more people. And here's the, the real danger with the third-party payee. It's dangerous enough with the way they're doing it now. But third-party payee can be considered your bank. Well, as far as I know, most people don't get their Social Security checks through the mail anymore. 
It's not a paper check. It's required by the Social Security Administration that they do direct deposits into your bank. According to the criteria set out by the Obama administration, that means that you have a third-party payee. That means you are incapable of handling your own financial affairs. That means you are mentally defective to the point of being a danger to yourself or others and cannot be allowed to purchase, possess, or transport firearms or ammunition. That's what they're doing with veterans. They're expanding this exponentially. Who's going to be next? Say you're a student and you receive loans guaranteed by the federal government so you can go to school and you let your bank automatically pay for every semester for your tuition and fees and this sort of thing. They could come after you next. The whole thing is a sham. The whole thing is a way to declare people mentally ill so that you can be denied your right to keep and bear arms. This is not something new. I have repeatedly said in speeches I make around the country and on this radio show that this is exactly what Adolf Hitler and other dictators have done. When Adolf Hitler was elected Chancellor of Germany, he wanted to consolidate his power as a dictator. So the first thing he did was to totally nationalize the healthcare system in Germany, feeling that if he controlled access to health care, he could control the population. Does that sound familiar? Then he began to disarm the German people, starting with the veterans. Because the German veterans of World War One had taken an oath of office very similar to the one that I took as a the member of the U.S. military, and that is to protect and defend the Constitution. It's not an oath to protect and defend the President of the United States. It's not an oath to protect and defend the Chancellor of Germany. It's an oath to protect and defend the Constitution. German soldiers took a similar oath. They had to be disarmed, just like the 20 three million or more American veterans in this country have to be disarmed. Because that oath doesn't expire as far as we're concerned. That oath is to our country and to the people of this country. And that oath requires me, by the way, and I'll say this, and they can come after me. I don't care. I have no intention of obeying these new executive orders by the president. They are unconstitutional. He has no constitutional authority to do this. Any gun control legislation should be passed by Congress, and even anything passed by Congress is unconstitutional because the Bill of Rights, and I have written a booklet called Our Constitution, and it is a, a booklet where I take each article, each section, each amendment of the Constitution, and I put it in the way it was originally written, and then I put in my comments about it and what it really means. And one of the things that's in that booklet, and you can order it by going to www.constitution.jigsy.com 
or by going to my website and blog at Michael Connolly, C-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y dot Jigsy dot com. But in that booklet, I put in something that you don't find in most textbooks, even those few that even mention the Constitution anymore, because our children are not being taught about the Constitution. But you don't find the preamble to the Bill of Rights. Now, when I was in school, I had to memorize the preamble of the Constitution. That's very widely known. But very few people know that there's also a preamble of the Bill of Rights. Of course, they even read it, don't understand that that's what it is. And that preamble basically says to the federal government, it's a warning by the founding fathers, to the government they're creating, because they don't know if this government is going to be successful. It's something new that had never been tried before, and they didn't want it to dissolve into tyranny. So they warned the federal government in the preamble of the Bill of Rights that these rights enumerated herein are not given to us by the government, because as a government, we acknowledge the government gave us the rights, and we acknowledge that they can take them away. But that these rights are given to us by God and are inalienable and cannot be taken away by the federal government. That means even the Congress can't do anything to interfere with the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment provides us with a right to keep and bear arms. And it says that that right shall not be infringed upon. So even Congress in my view, cannot put limitations on the right to keep and bear arms. If Congress can't do it, the President of the United States certainly can't do it. So I will not obey any limitations on any of my constitutional rights imposed by Obama by executive order. Which is not going to happen, folks. Call it civil disobedience, call it rebellion, call it whatever you want. But that's where I stand. I'm going to defend the Constitution, I'm going to defend my constitutional rights, and I'm going to do what I can to defend your constitutional rights against the excesses of the federal government. Because what Obama's doing here is he's making every effort to disarm us. And I wrote an article, well, I guess it's almost two years ago now, on my blog, again, at Michael Connolly. .com, where I talk about psychiatry as a weapon of tyranny. And I pointed out how that was used in Nazi Germany, and it's been used in other dictatorships. And what they do is they don't want to send somebody from a court and have you tried for treason. They don't want to have you declared mentally ill by a psychiatrist, or in the case of the Obama administration, by anybody in the federal government, have you declared mentally ill and just put away or strip you of your rights? We'll talk more after this break. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. With all the back and forth in today's politics, 
it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. As I said, ladies and gentlemen, I, I saw a lot of this coming months ago. I mean, we've been working with veterans around the country for almost two and a half years uh, since the story broke about what's happening to them. And nobody's talking about it except us. I mean, we've had some help from attorneys for the Wounded Warriors Project, we have the Senate Judiciary Committee under Chuck Grassley investigating this. There was a big article in the Daily Caller about it, and there was there been several articles in World Net Daily about it. But the mainstream news media, even the conservative, has virtually ignored this. What's happening to our veterans? We have an estimated 200,000 veterans at this point who are unable to buy firearms, because they're on the National Instant Criminal Background Checklist under the category of being mentally ill upon being a danger to themselves or others. They get this letter from the VA saying, because of your physical and mental disabilities, we're going to declare you incompetent to handle your own financial affairs. And then it goes on to say that once we've declared you incompetent, you can no longer own, purchase, possess, or transport firearms or ammunition. If you do, you're guilty of a felony. There's no due process. The veterans are given 60 days to prove that they're competent. So the burden of proof is on them, not on the government. It's required by the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution, the due process clause. A lot of veterans don't have the money, don't have the wherewithal to prove their competence. And I heard from two veterans just in the last couple of weeks, because we're representing veterans all over the country, helping them prepare prepare appeals and this sort of thing, and we're doing it at no cost to them. And frankly, we're about to run out of money, but we're going to continue to do it as long as we can, even if I have to do it on my own. But the United States Justice Foundation is representing these veterans and raising the money independently because we don't want them to have to pay a penny to protect their rights. But I heard from two more veterans, both of whom are very concerned about the fact that they are going to lose their benefits if they appeal, if they oppose the decision to declare them incompetent. And we know for a fact that veterans are being directly threatened by the VA with that very possibility. They're being told that if you, and there is a right of appeal, because again, the burden of proof is on the veteran, 
They're being told, if you dare to appeal this decision, if you dare to try to exercise your constitutional rights, we will suspend the payment of your benefits so that you can't feed your family, you can't take care of yourself, you can't pay your bills, you can't get the money money entitled to you as a wounded veteran. We will suspend the payment of your benefits for as long as the appeal takes. And guess what? The appeal has now been stretched to the point of three years, which is absolutely absurd. But that's what's happening with veterans. And I predicted this was going to be happening to other people. Senator Charles Grassley's committee has discovered in the Senate Judiciary Committee that of the people who are on the National Institute Criminal Background Checklist, excuse me, listed as mentally ill to the point of being a danger to themselves or others, that 99.3% of those people are military veterans. Now, I think the percentage is going to be going down because they're going to be putting Social Security recipients on there and anybody else they can find a way to put on there. But imagine the stigma. You're a veteran. You served your country. You signed that blank check to the country that said, I am willing to put my life on the line to defend the Constitution, to defend the people of the United States, and I will do anything necessary up to and including giving my life. You sign that blank check. You serve your country. You're wounded. Or you have some health problems. Or it doesn't even really require health problems anymore. And all of a sudden, your government is declaring you incompetent in your own financial affairs and then using that to put you in a category, in a list of people who are mentally defective. You've been declared insane. And you've been declared, declared insane often without ever having seen a psychiatrist, without ever having been treated, without ever having been in an asylum, without any adjudication by a court or administrative judge. Your own government, some faceless bureaucrat out there, who is probably an Obama bot, who does anything that Obama tells him to do and says, Hi, Obama, as they walk past him. You've been declared to be insane, to be mentally ill, to be mentally defective, for no other reason than the government that you defended now wants to disarm you so you can't continue to defend the Constitution of the United States. And I said six months ago it was going to get worse. One of the reasons I said it was going to get worse was because the United States Justice Foundation, we were filing opposition memorandums to changes in federal law that were being proposed, changes in regulation. Not being proposed before Congress where it should have been done, but just by the agencies themselves. These were changes that Obama wanted to make in the laws without having to go through Congress. One of the changes was HHS, Health and Human Services. And I already mentioned that earlier in the show about he wants HHS to be able to turn over 
your private medical records to the FBI if you have ever been depressed in your lifetime, if you've ever taken certain medications for ADD or ADHD, you ever had medications you took for short-term depression. And by the way, I've heard some more horror stories just in the last 24 hours about this happening to civilians now and being questioned about gun ownership and about the medications they're taking and this sort of thing. It's getting very worse and just people out there. And I'm talking about people not even on Social Security. But you're going to have these questions asked, and HHS is going to turn over the information in your private medical records to the FBI. That was one of the things that we saw written on the wall. And we also saw BATF, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, proposing a change in their definition of mental illness. It used to be that you had to be adjudicated to be mentally ill, and that had to be done by a court or an administrative judge. Then they decided that that was not necessary, that virtually anybody can adjudicate you to be mentally ill. But they changed the definition of adjudication by a court. It used to be that if you were found to be mentally ill by a judge, for example, in a criminal case, you were found to not be guilty for a reason of insanity, then you went on the next list. Well, that's certainly justifiable. If you've had a hearing, you've been in front of a judge, and the judge declared you to be mentally ill. And declared you to be mentally ill to the point of being dangerous to yourself or others. But now BATF has altered that definition to include anybody who has been sent to see a psychiatrist by a court for any reason whatsoever, not committed to an institution, but on an outpatient basis. In other words, you may have been evaluated in a case, but not found to be mentally ill. But that still is the basis for them putting you on the next list. But here's the thing I saw immediately, and this is something that is a very great concern to me, and it should be a concern to you, and that is that they are also using this definition to declare people incompetent and mentally ill who have been to a psychiatrist under court order for any reason. Now, what does that mean? Well, when I practiced law in Louisiana for many years, I did some family law work. I didn't particularly like it, but it helped pay the bills. It was routine in the courts in Louisiana, and it's probably true in most states in this country, if not all, that when there was a divorce case going on that involved a custody dispute, involving the children, the judges would routinely order the children and the parents to be examined by a psychologist appointed by the court or a psychiatrist, usually just a psychologist. It would be an outpatient thing. It would take an hour or two, and then the psychologist would issue a report to the judge, and on that basis the judge would decide things like custody, visitation, and, of course, was looking for possible abuse situations. But it was routine. It, it, they did it with everybody. And most of the time, the judges would come back and say that there was no mental illness involved, there was no problems, or that they could discern everybody got a clean bill of health. 
doesn't matter anymore. Under the new ATF rules, the very fact that you were told by a court, by a judge, to go be examined, that is enough for them to take that information, put you on the next list, and categorize you as mentally ill to the point of being a danger to yourself or others. I'm not making this up. This is for real. This is what they're doing. And this is what we're looking at in these new executive orders by Obama. If you're a veteran and you have received a letter from the VA or you have been declared uh, to be mentally incompetent or if you're going to try to buy a firearm and all of a sudden found out you can't and may not even know why, you need to contact us. Because that's what's happening to a lot of veterans and will probably happen to a lot of Social Security recipients. Is you don't even know you've been declared incompetent. You don't even know that your medical records have been sent to the, the FBI until you go to try to purchase a firearm and you fill out that form. And there's a box on there for you to check if you've been adjudicated to be mentally ill or to the point of being a danger to yourself or others. And you won't check that box. Well, guess what? The federal government's trying to come after you, even though the VA never informed you, nobody ever informed you that you could pull the next list. The federal government saying, well, if you don't check the box that you are mentally ill, even though you have never been adjudicated to be mentally ill, you don't know why you're on the next list. It doesn't matter. We're going to come after you for perjury. That's one of the catch-22s involved here. So a lot of people out there don't even know about this. But if you've gone to buy a firearm and you've been told you can't and you're not a convicted felon, you've never been a drug user, contact us. Contact me at michael at usjfmail.net. Michael at usjfmail.net. Let's take our final break now. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government as well as those involved in legal cases have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate 
on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. As I stated just before the break, if you're a veteran or now even a Social Security recipient and you're being denied your right to keep and bear arms, you're being denied your constitutional rights, contact me at michael at usjfmail.net. If you want to donate to help us in this fight, you can go to usjf.net, which is our website. You can find out how to make a donation online or how to mail in a donation. Or if you want to mail a donation into our Texas office, you can find out how to do that on uh, my website at www.constitution.jigzy.com. You can also find out there how to order copies of our booklets. And uh, a lot of people held these up when I'm making speeches, and I start mentioning the booklet, and they pull them out of their pocket, or they pull them out of their handbag, and they hold them up to show me that they've already got one. And they're carrying this around. They're carrying it around so they can pull out the Constitution if some of their liberal friends or people that don't know anything about the Constitution start talking nonsense, and they'll pull that out, they'll show it to them. And it's a good argument to make when you have the Constitution right in your hands. But in any case, if you have issues, we will do everything we can to help you. And ultimately, we need help from other resources out there. We need a, we need veterans groups. Now, I'm a past commander of, of the American Legion post for two years in Carrollton, Texas. For some reason, the National American Legion, probably because they're chartered by the federal government, is scared to get involved in this. What's happening to veterans? But now it's going to be happening to our senior citizens. And believe me, if you are a member of the AARP, they're not going to be helping you. They're not going to acknowledge this is a problem. Remember how they bailed on the senior citizens of this country and went and pushed for Obamacare, which has turned into an unparalleled disaster, as I predicted it would when I wrote the article about the original bill introduced in 2009. It's become an unparalleled disaster. Premiums are going up. Quality of care is going down. Cost of health care is going up. They're using things like Medicaid, Medicare, to disarm Americans. I pointed all this out, but AARP pushed for this. Why? Because they're selling insurance, supplemental insurance, through Obamacare. So they're not going to care about a small thing like you as a Social Security recipient being denied your Second Amendment rights. You can't rely on them, but you can rely on the United States Justice Foundation. We're out there fighting the good fight. We're doing everything we can. And by the way, we've been dealing with other VA issues too. And uh, I wrote an article before Christmas about the 
situation where I said, basically, the VA is canceling Christmas. And you can go see that article at www.michaelconnellycon.com and read that article of the administration. And I had uh, Jess Johnson on my show just before Christmas on this show talking about it because he was directly involved in this. He had been going with Dallas VA Hospital and three other area VA hospitals for years with a group called Vet to Vet, which I was honored to be a part of. And they had been taking food for 26 years to these veterans on Christmas, taking them Christmas dinner, and a real Christmas dinner, not what they would be receiving on a tray from the the hospital. And they would bring them Bibles. If a veteran wanted requested a Bible, they would get a Bible. They would bring them Christmas cards. They would bring them presents. They would lead them in prayer. All of that was stopped by the VA to the point where basically veterans do had no other way of celebrating Christmas were denied that opportunity. I'm sorry. Like for a minute, I thought I'd gone off the air again. But I wrote about that, and then we found out something else. And this is happening in the Dallas area and apparently elsewhere. A number of teachers in the area had their students, and they were talking about elementary, middle school, and high school, prepare Christmas cards, homemade Christmas cards, to the veterans. And the teachers would then take them to the VA to distribute them to the veterans in the hospitals. VA administrators informed these teachers that they could no longer do that, that all cards had to be submitted to the VA. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. Uh, again, it, it happened, and uh, but we've got some uh, pretty bad weather in the area, so that may have something to do with it at this point. But anyway, I was talking about the VA telling teachers who had Christmas cards they had brought from their students in high schools and middle schools and elementary schools, made out to the veterans, a lot of them homemade Christmas cards. Teachers were told that before the cards could be distributed to the veterans, they had to be screened by the VA administrators to see if they contained inappropriate language. Take a wild guess at what is classified by the VA as inappropriate language. The phrase, Merry Christmas. This card contained that phrase, Merry Christmas. Even though it's a Christmas card, they can't use the word Christmas. If the card said, God bless you, that was inappropriate, according to the VA. If the card referred to the birth of Jesus Christ, which is what Christmas is all about, that was inappropriate, according to the VA. As a result, basically, teachers have stopped having their students make the cards. Who's being hurt by this? Who's being punished? Not the VA administrators, who still, by the way, are letting our veterans die, but the veterans themselves, the people who have fought for this country. 
and this is political correctness and run amok, not to mention the fact that it's a violation of religious freedoms in this country. And one other thing we've been hearing from veterans around the country is that the so-called Veterans Choice Program, remember the business of Big Hoopla, that Obama appointed a new director of Veterans Affairs, and that they were going to put in this new program where veterans who had been denied treatment or unable to get treatment at their local VA facilities uh, or VA facilities that were too far away from them could now get treatment from local doctors and hospitals, and the VA would pay for it. The law is supposed to put out veterans who live over 40 miles from a VA hospital or clinic to get their health care locally. However, the program is a scam. Because what's happening is that veterans, and I've talked to some veterans who have cancer, who have heart problems, and who don't live within 40 Well, it would seem that uh, Michael continues to have telephone problems as we've lost him again. You're listening to America's Web Radio, and uh, I don't know if Michael's going to try to call back in and finish the show or not. It, uh, Well, yep, I guess there he is. Uh, Michael, do you want to try to finish up? Okay, hold on. Okay, we've put Michael back into the board, and uh, Michael, I'm just going to stay on with you, I think. Well, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what's going on today, but uh, we thought we'd resolve this problem several months ago, and uh, so this must be something new. But anyway, thank you for having me on today. Please go to my website at www.michaelconnolly.jigsy.com. You can read the article I was just talking about, about the VA canceling Christmas, about veterans not being able to get health care they need. I'm going to be working on another article about the gun control situation. And, again, you can also, on that website, find out how to order copies of my booklet. You can look at other copies of uh, other books that I've written, like the one about my father's unit in World War II, The Mortarman, and the one uh, patriotic novel called Alma Yaley, A Story of America, both of which have become very popular. And uh, so I look forward to talking to you again next week and hopefully we won't be having the interruptions that we had today i hope everybody has had a happy new year and continue the good fight Uh, we need to protect our constitution and we need to protect each other so good day and i'll talk to you again next week you're listening to america's webradio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio thank you for listening watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government as well as those involved in legal cases have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you.
When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren, on Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel. Every day, the Israeli Defense Force finds itself on the front line of the war with the militant arm of Islam. Surrounded by enemies from within and without, they fight for the only Jewish state. Military service is mandatory, ladies serving two years and men serving three right out of high school. While young people in other democracies are busy traveling or attending university, Israeli men and women gear up for basic training. In a world of heads of state, politicians, ambassadors, diplomats, and a leftist media, many times our voice at the grassroots level is drowned out. So we started an ongoing project called Hershey's for Heroes. Patriot conservatives from all over the U.S. are sending Hershey's chocolate bars with a note of thanks for defending Israel. Won't you join us by sending a sweet message to the IDF? For information, please see my Facebook page at Michael Gano. Thank you, God bless Patriot conservatives, and God bless Israel in her struggle for sovereignty and security. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Day 